0: English with Rob. Hi, everyone. It's Rob. Welcome back to the English with Rob podcast. I'm not going to say what number episode it is because I feel it might be unlucky to do that. But luckily, we have with us today uh, Sam from Pappy English. How are you doing, Sam? Oh, well, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Sam has his own podcast, uh, Pappy English podcast, his own Instagram. And he's also rocking YouTube as well.
1: Also doing a bit of YouTube, Instagram, the videos. Yes. And um, you can find me wherever you want, really. Yeah, Yeah. cross platform.
0: TikTok too, right?
1: (laughs) TikToking. I'm not dancing on TikTok, but uh, (laughs) I'm doing some little English lessons. Maybe dancing and teaching English on TikTok the next step. I'll try that soon.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, well, I think uh, that's a very good idea. Uh, we have a lot of things in common. We are from quite near each other in England, in the Midlands. And we both studied geography at university. And I just found out in our little chat before we came, before I started recording, that we went to the same university and studied the same course. And here we are, we're both sort of online English teachers. Um, What what made you want to study geography? I want to see if it was the same reason as me.
1: Well, I liked geography at high school first. First of all, it was my favourite subject and I got good grades in geography. And I did something that I think a lot of people do in the UK when they don't know what they want to study, is they choose what they're best at, the best school subject. So I went into geography, but I had no real idea of what career I would get into afterwards. Um, so when I actually finished my degree, I was like, OK, what shall I do? And that's kind of how I became
0: an English teacher as well. Is your story quite similar? Rob? Yeah, yeah. At that age, I, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, but I enjoyed geography at school and at college. And my thinking was, well, I like travel uh and geography is isn't it it's so many different things all in one there are so many different options career options from geography that i thought i'm bound to find something i like and That's then cool. i didn't find anything i liked in geography well i enjoyed it but i didn't find anything that was career um you know changing uh instead i discovered mm-hmm. photography and then i discovered teaching sort of through that Um, I think my listeners have heard my story a bit before, so I won't go into it. Uh, And now, go on.
1: It's quite interesting. Um, I don't know if you've had the same experience when you say that you studied geography at university. But, for example, where I live in Italy, when I say I studied geography, they're all very surprised. Nobody studies geography here. They Mm -hmm. think it's just maps and uh, stuff like that. I don't know if it's the same experience you've had in Germany when you said you've studied geography
0: um i don't know how much i've mentioned that i studied geography it's on my cv when i go for job interviews but i don't think any of the english academies that i teach for have have asked why um but yeah at the time when i tell people oh i'm studying geography they would say oh wow you're going to get really good at coloring in those maps (laughs) because it's It's true yeah (laughs) (laughs) in school that's all we seem to do but it's a lot deeper than that eventually, yeah. Okay, Pappy English is called Pappy because you have a love of all things South America, right?
1: I do like things from South America, that's true. Um, when I was like younger, I went to Ecuador and I had some friends who called me Pappy because they knew I liked South America and in South America they call young guys sometimes Pappy. And one of my friends wanted me to call my my I- in Instagram page at the time, because that was the first, first thing that I created to teach English. He wanted it to be called Papi something. And in the end, I said, OK, we'll call it Papi English. But Papi stands for practice and perfection in English.
0: Today, we are going to talk about the verb to use. To use is the 15th most common verb English. I know that because I looked it up. And we're going to talk about two phrases which are often confused in English because they mean different things but they sound very similar. And these phrases are used to do and to be used to doing. Okay so if you are not sure what they mean don't worry because we're going to spend a lot of time uh, looking at some examples and I'm going to get to know Sam a bit more he's going to get to know me a bit more we're going to talk about things we used to do and things we are used to doing so first let's take one of them which is used to do now be careful because used it's the past form of use so it's u-s-e-d and then the word to But it often sounds like it's one word, used to, because that D, with connected speech, they roll into each other. Used to. And something you used to do is a regular activity in the past, something you did regularly, but you don't do anymore. And before we jump into our examples, I also want to point out that the two in used to is usually the weak form to used to i used to do i used to do it so often you might not even hear the two if you're listening to native english speakers especially okay so here we go we're going to talk about things that we used to do Okay, things we used to do. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that extra drum bit at the end.
1: Extra bit there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just, it, was, it was like to catch myself out. Okay, so things we used to do. I've asked Sam to uh, bring along three things he used to do. Uh, so let's start with you, Sam. Tell, tell us something you used to do.
1: Well, one of the things we've actually already talked about, I used to study geography
0: <laughs> oh no we shouldn't have talked about it because oh this could have been the point in the oh, podcast my. i would have been i used to study geography too where
1: where in the same
0: place Coventry. oh Unbelievable. my oh i blew it <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> it, listeners imagine how awesome that could have been uh but uh, well it's, it's, it's it was there. awesome anyway it was awesome <laughs> mm-hmm. so you used to study Uh, geography at university okay and Mm -hmm. (laughs) this question is not going to make any sense why did you stop
1: why did I stop because because I finished and I moved away I moved away from the UK Um, I could have carried on studying at university I could have done a master's degree Uh, I could have done a postgraduate degree but I moved away and I went to Spain originally Mm
0: mm-hmm Uh, Yeah, I forgot to mention at the beginning, Sam started teaching in Spain and now you're in Italy, right?
1: Yep, I've been in Spain, Portugal and Italy. I've been doing a little tour. Yeah,
0: the Euro-Latin tour.
1: Yeah, I'm slowly making my way around. So next will be Croatia or something, I'm not sure. (laughs) Cool. Greece.
0: (laughs) And okay, so let me tell you something I used to do. I Mm -hmm. used to... I used to play the French horn.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Why did you stop?
0: I stopped because. So this was at school. I'm starting way back at school. I used to play the French horn, which is the, the brass musical instrument in an orchestra. And listeners, it's the it's the curly one. It's the one that looks like uh, circles going round with a big horn at the end. And I stopped. It's a huh, it's a bit of a sad story. I stopped because. I didn't like carrying it to school all the time because it was big Mm -hmm. and heavy. And I used to get bullied for it a little bit. The kids on the way to school when I was carrying this big bulky horn case. Yeah. And I have a big regret about that because what I wish I had done is I wish I'd said to my music teacher. Look, Mr. Orr, uh, thanks for the opportunity (laughs) to um, play the French horn. But I'd really like to play the trumpet because, you know, the trumpets you can use in blues and jazz. It's very versatile. It's very small. But the French horn is very big and bulky. And really, it's just for um, using in in orchestra music.
1: Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. But, you know, being a kid, I didn't think about options he just said you can play the french horn and i said okay and then i said no thank you after a, a year or so so yeah i used to play the french horn there you go when i
1: th- when i think of the french horn now i always think about how i met your mother with the blue french horn i'm not sure if you've seen that series
0: uh no i i've never it's- watched maybe some, some of the mother. listeners
1: but every time I-, I can just picture the blue one on that series so a- but on that note i actually used to play the clarinet. Ah. Um, but I gave it up gave when it I up. was a kid. When I was young, I gave it up. I quit. Um,
0: at school as well. So I it enjoyed
1: me. at at school. Yeah, at school. Um, I had some after school clarinet lessons. But I think the reason I gave it up was because I found it quite disgusting. Because you have a little wooden thing. I forget what it's called. A reed and a reed exactly. And this is what you use to play and you put your tongue on it and it kind of vibrates and you're supposed to change it so often but i was like a lazy kid so i'd never change it and then it would get all disgusting and i didn't like it in the end because of that
0: okay (laughs) that's a a reason to quit yeah true yeah (laughs) okay so tell us something else you used to do sam
1: Okay, so I was thinking more like just before I moved away, what did I used to do before living in a foreign country? And I used to drink a lot of beer.
0: yeah. Okay, and uh, why did you stop when you moved away?
1: I changed. uh, I started drinking more wine and stopped drinking as much beer. Uh I don't know, I, I think the beer in southern european countries i don't like it as much there's a lot of blonde beer but they don't have any as many what we would call ales or stouts which are darker beers in the uk yeah they're not as fizzy a lot of fizzy like with bubbles uh blonde beers which i don't like as much so i, I stopped drinking i still drink beer but not as much
0: mm-hmm. yeah you used to drink more beer than you do yeah, yeah. i used to drink more than i do generally especially at university, Um, and my hangovers used to be very mild, so not Mm. strong, but now that I'm older, my hangovers are quite strong. A hangover, listeners, is the sickness, the headache that you have after the day after drinking a lot of alcohol. So my hangovers used to be mild, but now... Maybe it's because I don't drink so often or maybe it's just my changing metabolism. Uh, My hangovers are a lot more severe.
1: Yeah, I used to get drunk a lot more often than I do now. Now I I don't usually get drunk. It's not something I like to do because (laughs) of the same reason. Now I also get really bad hangovers. But when I was at university, I didn't used to get very strong hangovers I used to get hangovers but not strong hangovers
0: yeah I think that's that's why we used to drink at university um yeah and we used to get drunk before we went out we used to Mm. buy some beers or some spirits and drink at the house and then go out I could not imagine doing that now yeah
1: This is what we used to do at Coventry University, studying geography. You used to drink before you went out and get drunk and then go to the party. If anybody's thinking of going to university in the UK.
0: (laughs) It's not compulsory. It's not part of the course. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the culture. (laughs) Yes. Good. Okay, let me tell you something I used to do. Um, It's quite a boring one. I used to work in an office.
1: Oh, yeah. What did you used to do?
0: I used to, when I lived in London, after university, when I was trying to get my photography career going, I worked in a picture agency. So it's an office Mm -hmm. where we managed uh, photo libraries of lots of famous photographers. And so we would have all the news photos and like portraiture photos, celebrity photos, red carpet photos, and we'd have them in our database and then newspapers and magazines and TV shows. Anybody who wanted to use a picture would contact us and pay to use the picture, a picture agency. Yeah.
1: Uh, why did you stop? Why did you stop working in the office? Doing um, this? It
0: sounds like quite a cool job. <laughs> it wasn't a highly paid uh. job. You know what? I had a lot of nice friends in that office job. Um why did I stop? Well, I I really stopped because I moved away. My girlfriend got a mm-hmm. her, her job, uh, wanted her to take a position in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh. And wow. uh, we said yes. And we went and we lived in uh, Cambodia for three years. And we never went back to London after that. And, well, let's tell the whole story. In In Cambodia was mm-hmm. where I, I was a photographer proper for a magazine. And then I started teaching photography at the university and that's where i realized that i enjoyed the teaching more than doing photography so that's where i became a teacher and then english teaching followed when we moved to france and uh yeah there were not many um photography courses in english that needed a teacher so Mm. i i I started teaching english instead
1: Wow. You've really traveled around. So why did you leave Cambodia?
0: Mm, We left Cambodia because three years was enough in that lifestyle. It's an expat lifestyle. I really, really loved it. Um, Well, mostly actually it was because my wife's contract ended after three years, Mm -hmm. but also three years after that time, we just felt like, oh, it's it's time to look for the next thing. And a lot of our friends that we had while we were living there uh, had moved away already. We, we, we were like some of the last people standing from our friendship group. And um, to be honest, the heat was uh, too much for me sometimes. I was on like four T-shirts, three showers a day. And, Humidity uh, as well. Yeah, it's so humid, humid as well. There, so you, you get out the mm. shower and you're sweating straight away as soon as you get out the shower um Mm. yeah and when i got there i wasn't used to that Ooh, i've used the other form of used to before explaining it so think about that for later guys (laughs) i used to live in cambodia and when i got there the heat was difficult because i wasn't used to that heat hmm (laughs) mind blown (laughs) okay sam tell us something you used to do
1: um i used to uh sleep more
0: <laughs> uh you don't even have kids
1: <laughs> i know you don't know the half of it, sign, is it? <laughs> well it's, it's, good good it's good practice right. it's
0: good practice to get used to having less sleep oh, i did it again i used the other form of used to it's okay, okay so what if you not used that. to sleep more tell us tell us why
1: Because I just used to be really lazy when I was younger. Like, I sleep a normal amount now. But when I was like a teenager, when I I don't know, I think it's quite normal. When I was a young adult, I could easily sleep 10 hours a day. Now, I find it difficult to sleep 10 hours a day. So, I used to sleep more.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Well, you're not wasting so much time. You're being more productive now. That's good.
1: I used to waste more time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay here's my last one i i don't think i've told this before on the podcast but i used to be a bird watcher i nice. used to be a bird watcher um so a bird watcher is a person who goes out with some binoculars or a small telescope and looks for birds and i used to know all of the names of the birds, all of the types of birds. Um, now I still know a lot of them, but some of the smaller uh, warbler birds or the wader birds, I I look at them and I'm like, I can't remember what you are. But I even used to be able to recognize birds from their singing. So mm. yeah, like the French horn, this is another thing from when I was a kid. Uh, but I just thought it was a bit of an interesting thing. I used to be a bird watcher. And yeah, I used to go out most weekends with a group or with some friends or sometimes with my dad and take my little notebook and write down all the birds that I'd seen. And when I'd seen a new bird that I had never seen before, I used to get real, real, genuine excitement. (laughs) I used to be super excited about seeing a new bird. And, you know, the longer I did it, the more birds i'd seen so the fewer birds i had yet to see so when i saw a new bird you know a few years into it i was super excited uh yeah and then i don't know why i stopped i just i suppose puberty maybe it it just
1: (laughs) (laughs) you got interested in another type of bird (laughs) exactly
0: yeah um although listeners you shouldn't call females birds but it's a good pun it's a, it, 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 i accept it for the pun it's fine it's a pun yeah. it's a pun so sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay have you got one more th- What? how many have you done Is that is that three
1: i i can i've got one more i used to uh play rugby
0: ah why did you stop playing rugby
1: i stopped playing rugby because at some point i didn't grow enough and all of the other boys were bigger than me, and I kept getting hurt. I grew tall, but not wide. This was my problem.
0: Okay, so you found you were getting bashed about too much?
1: Far too much, yeah. (laughs) Far too much.
0: Okay, well, I think that's a good reason to stop. And that's a good reason to stop what we're doing right now and talk about something else. Okay, now we're going to switch over and talk about the other form of used to. It's to be used to something or to be used to doing something. And what that means is to become accustomed to something. Now, learners, I'm aware that maybe you don't know what to become accustomed to something is also. So let's explain a bit deeper. It's when... At first, something is new and maybe difficult, but after some time, that thing becomes normal or it might become more easy. And slowly you get used to doing something and then you are used to doing that thing. For example, when I moved to Germany, well, before I moved to Germany, I drove my car on the left the left-hand side of the road because in England we drive cars on the left-hand side of the road. So when I got to Germany and I bought a car, I was suddenly driving on the right-hand side of the road. The I'm sitting in the car on the other side, uh, the steering wheel is on, on the other side, and I had to get used to all of that. And when I first got my car, I went to my car and I got in the passenger side. I opened the passenger door because I was used to that side of the car being the driver's side. I wasn't used to getting in on the other side. Well, eventually, obviously, I got in the car. Um, but then for a few weeks after that, I would reach my hand to the left to get the seatbelt. No, reach my hand to the right to get the seatbelt when I sat in the car and grab at nothing because the seatbelt is on the left. And it took me a few weeks to get used to that. It took me a few weeks to stop reaching for the seatbelt on the on the right and grab it on the left. And now I'm used to it. I get in the car in the in the correct door every time. I reach to the to the left side to get my seatbelt automatically. And um, yeah, so I got used to it, and now I am used to it. So, Sam and I are going to explore some more. Oh, fuck, that's the wrong jingle. So, Sam and I are going to explore some more of these things. Things that we got used to, and now we are used to. Things that we got used to, and now we are used to we got used to and now we are used to things that we got used to and now we are used to so again uh, sam has politely prepared some things that he got used to and because we've both uh, moved and started to live in different countries this is a great context for having to get used to new things so sam tell us something you had to get used to
1: I had to get used to eating later.
0: Mm, Yeah. Very Spanish, Portuguese, mm -hmm. after the siesta. When I was
1: after after the siesta, everything's a little bit later on in the day. So in the UK, I was used to um, eating dinner at six o'clock when i moved to spain i had to get used to eating dinner at eight o'clock and now i'm used to eating dinner at eight o'clock or even later nine o'clock ten o'clock on occasion
0: Uh uh-huh i think it's the same here not so much i mean in germany we don't have that siesta and we have to uh like in in those countries around the mediterranean they they stay up later because it's cooler in the evening right and uh, it's too hot in the middle part of the day sometimes
1: that's the um theory yes (laughs) but i've never taken a siesta so
0: no i don't think i could get used to taking a siesta no my problem is if i go to sleep in the day that's it i i either want to sleep for the rest of the day and if i wake up i'm i'm not 100 percent again until the next day
1: exactly it takes me. It takes enough motivation to get up in the morning, and then to go back to sleep, and then to motivate yourself to go again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I cannot get used to that.
0: Okay, let me talk about something I I had to get used to. Um, so when I, uh, when I went on Erasmus, which is the university exchange year, I went on Erasmus to the Netherlands, and I didn't know that when you get a bottle or a can from a shop and you drink it you don't just put it in the bin or the recycling bin you can take that back to the shop and put it in a machine Mm. and you get some money for it and I was not used to that I didn't I didn't know about it because in England I don't know why but in England we don't do that I think it's a fantastic recycling system but in England it isn't done do you have that in Spain, right. Portugal, Italy?
1: No, we don't. Oh. We don't. Um, no. In that way, with uh, recycling and stuff, I think a little bit behind the kind of Scandinavian countries, Holland, are definitely a lot more uh, uh, are ahead of us with that. Mm-hmm. Also, the UK is a bit behind.
0: Yeah. They, um, they have no, I would in... like it, though. Yeah. I find it very would like. Um. good. <laughs> it's very good in germany here we have it also and when i moved to germany i i knew already uh about this system and i, I don't know why i didn't realize it in holland immediately because that when i realized it was when i saw uh, a woman in the supermarket putting some empty bottles into a machine and i i asked my my uh, dutch friend what was she doing and she's like well she's recycling don't you know about this I was like, oh, you can bring your bottles to recycle. That's great. And she said, yeah, and you get some money back. What? I had no idea. And I was trying to think about all the money that I'd wasted. I think it's like 25 cents every bottle or can. But the amount that I was drinking while I was in Holland would have been a lot. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So I had to get used to that. And when I moved (laughs) to Germany, I was already used to it. Sam, tell us something you had to get used to.
1: I had to get used to speaking another language. Three different languages, actually, on my travels around the world. Uh, So when I went to Spain, I had to get used to speaking Spanish. I knew some Spanish already. And then I moved to Portugal. I had to get used to speaking Portuguese. And then Italy, I had to get used to speaking Italian.
0: Do you ever go back to the UK and be in a shop or something and say, um, Grazie. Wait, wait,
1: yeah I do I do um so a lot of the time I stopped myself especially at the beginning when I hadn't lived abroad for that long like a year I went back an interesting one actually so in Spain um I used to when I met a girl or a friend who's a girl I used to give them um a kiss on each cheek mm-hmm. and then when I went back to the UK I met some friends and I met a friend who was a girl and I went to kiss her on both cheeks because that's what I was used to doing now. And she was like, she jumped <laughs> back and she was in shock. And I was like,
0: sorry. <laughs> um,
1: because people in the UK are not used to getting kissed on the cheek.
0: Yeah, true. And I I lived in France for uh, six years. And I still, I never got used to that. I still was my british awkwardness and i never really wanted to go in and give people the bisous the the kisses on both uh, and i still don't like it to this day i still don't like it now um but yeah my french friends would say that i was ah oh, c'est quoi le problème what's, what's wrong with you <laughs> it, just, it feels strange i'm not used to it and i i, I find it difficult to get used to doing that yeah. yes Okay, I um. I can't get used to. I've tried to get used to it, but I gave up. I can't get used to the German keyboard, when I'm typing, the keys are all in different places. So, no way. yeah, uh, it's not no qwerty keyboard. No, no qwerty keyboard. It's quertz. Wow. Uh, ah, yeah, the I think Z heard of that, is in yeah. the place of the Y, but that in itself if it was just the z and the y it would be okay but all of the um all of the punctuation is in different places and there are very mm. few apostrophes used in german whereas in english there's usually an apostrophe or two in each sentence mm. and the the apostrophe was hidden behind a shift or something and i could not i could not get used to doing that so uh instead what i my solution is that i I bought a German laptop and I bought some stickers, which you stick on the keys. So you stick the letters of the QWERTY keyboard on the keys and change the settings of the keyboard so that it is the UK settings. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been easier just to buy a UK laptop from the UK?
0: Well, mm, well, then you have a UK plug... And you have to get an adapter, and I would have had to. Ship you could have it from come to UK. Italy.
1: You could have come to Italy get a laptop. Uh
0: yeah. They have qwerty. Really, I'm surprised because in France, in France, it's different. Also, in France, it's azerty.
1: My computer's Spanish; it's qwerty as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in Italy, it's qwerty because I've used Italian computers and never huh. noticed any difference.
0: Ah, oh, so you never had to get used to that. Well, I never had to nope. get used to it because I, I just stopped trying. I just changed the settings. I couldn't, I couldn't change. Uh, so, Sam, have you got one more?
1: Yeah, I've got one more, which is um, I had to get used to paying with euros, different currency. Yeah. It can be quite confusing at the beginning because you don't really understand the value of things and because it's slightly different to the pound. It didn't take me long to get used to that, to be honest. Soon you figure it out, and mm-hmm. it's quite easy. In other currencies, I can imagine it's more difficult. I don't know what the currency was in Cambodia, but I can imagine that was quite difficult to get used to. Uh,
0: the currency in Cambodia w- was American dollars. It's weird. Oh, okay. it's very weird because the like you know the their equivalent of euros is dollars, but then when you mm-hmm. break it down to the next denomination when you start cents, they don't have any sense instead they have um oh man i can't remember what it's called it's not bar that's thai uh oh that's embarrassing i used it all the time why can't i think of it mm, okay it's gone Pens. i can't think of it <laughs> the their form of pence or their form of um sense the lower like under a dollar is um their own currency So it was it was weird to get used to that mix. And, you know, the first time you buy something and you you give them your five dollar bill and you get back like three dollars and then this other money. And that was very confusing. And yeah, the same the same with euros. When I when I went from England to Holland, I was converting everything in my head. So how much would that be in pounds? But then after a while, you get used to it and you stop converting how much it would be.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Good one. Yes. Okay, let's move on to the next thing, which is the phrasal verb of the week. Phrasal verb. And honestly, I didn't prepare one because I knew that a phrasal verb would come up in our conversations. And it did. Uh, We both talked about giving things up. To give something up means to quit doing something, to stop doing something which you do regularly. So I gave up the French horn. You gave up the clarinet because of the disgusting, soggy... Read,
1: read. mm-hmm. Can,
0: can, can, I gave can, up rugby. Gave up rugby, yep. Uh, let me think of some... Uh, did I give up bird watching? I suppose so. I didn't consciously say, that's it, no more. I just gradually <laughs> stopped doing it. I gradually gave it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything else, else you've given up?
1: I gave up drinking a lot of beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, uh, well, I sort of, uh, gave up, uh, doing photography. I gave up working as a photographer. Um, but now with my YouTube videos and stuff, I, I feed that visual creative itch. Uh, but yeah, I definitely gave up. In fact, when I left Cambodia, I sold my, all my expensive camera equipment because I knew how quickly it would devalue. And mm. I knew that I wasn't going to use it again anytime soon. So I I sold it because I'd given up. Hmm. Usually a negative good. thing to give something up. But you're moving on to the next exciting part of your life if you give something up. Oh, and you can give up negative things like giving up smoking is a good thing to do.
1: Give up smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it can be a positive thing as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Depending what the thing is. Oh, what's that movie with the famous line... Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I thought in that film, Brokeback Mountain, they said, I wish I could give you up, but it's not, is it? It's, I wish I could quit you. Oh, okay. But well. they could have, easily <laughs> have said, I wish I could give you up. <laughs> but that wasn't it. Yeah. False quote. Right
1: to the screen, screenwriters. Why didn't you say this?
0: Yeah, could have used it in my podcast. Would have been
1: better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're
1: selfish. So selfish. So selfish. Okay
0: let me do a little okay so now it seems strange to say now we're going to have a conversation but we've talked about used to do we've talked about be used to doing so now i thought we would have like a free flow conversation and talk about things that we miss about england so let's hit the conversation jingle here it goes let's have the conversation let's talk let's chat Let's have a conversation about this and that Let's have a conversation just me and you Yeah, have a conversation, that's what we're gonna do So, we both used to live in England, we both moved away I'm sure there are some things that we miss Let's see if they're the same things One thing I really miss is fish and chips really Um, yeah really okay sam looks very surprised
1: no no i don't really miss fish and chips to be honest with you i'm not a big fan if it's done very well like a little bit more restaurant quality fish and chips i'm interested in but the average fish and chips you find are not that good especially like because i'm from the midlands you're from the midlands Fish and chips—it's not even—it's not even fresh fish. It's true. No, the Midlands is me. right in
0: the uh, the furthest away from. In fact, Leicester, where I'm from, is the furthest away you can get from the sea in Britain, I think. So yeah, it's not fresh fish, but I—I I miss it. When I whenever I go back, um, my parents know they're used to it now. They know that when the first day that I get back, we're gonna have fish and chips for dinner that day
1: not for me no? okay. um I I, I I will have it if they want to get fish and chips i will have fish and chips but i don't like to have a big portion um it depends on where they get it from if i know it's really good and well made and made with fresh fish that hasn't been frozen okay i i'm happy but otherwise no also because i find it too greasy there's a lot of oil on it
0: mm, lovely oil
1: <laughs> mm. okay
0: okay uh, yeah, mushy peas.
1: I do like mushy peas.
0: Mushy peas. Oh, maybe you should explain. So peas, the little green vegetables that you get a lot of on your plate at one time. But mushy peas are mushy, which means they are sort of mashed and uh, mm-hmm. squashed. squashed. So they're sort of between a liquid and a solid. Um, mm. I don't know how many actual if there are many actual peas in the mushy peas you get from the fish and chip shop i think they add a lot of stuff to it and they definitely add some fake coloring to it but yeah it's delicious what about food let's think about food that you miss you miss any food
1: food wise food wise i always miss bacon from the uk bacon sandwiches the bacon that i get abroad is not the same in my opinion it's not as thick and juicy it's more like american bacon it's quite um crunchy abroad and it's uh, thinner mm-hmm. i don't know if you've had the same it's yeah mate it's experience. exactly the
0: same here and in france they have this like charcuterie uh thin usually very very cured and very salty um treated uh thin meats which are delicious but it's not the same as the, the bacon that you would get that's about like half a centimetre thick and you fry mm. it in the pan and have it on a sandwich. Lovely.
1: A little bit of ketchup. It's mm. the only one thing I have to have a little bit of ketchup with. I don't eat a lot of ketchup, but with a bacon sandwich. And you've got to butter the bread.
0: Oh, absolutely. So the butter, the the hot bacon makes the butter melt into the bread. Oh, this is making me hungry. Yeah.
1: It's making my um, tongue water, my mouth water.
0: Yeah, I definitely miss that. Not your mouth watering. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> the bacon sandwiches. <laughs> uh, what else do I miss? Uh, you know what I miss is, um, speaking about food and eating out, I miss going to pubs. The, the <gasps> England as well. do pubs really well, I think. You've got it as well. What what, what were the reasons you, you miss pubs?
1: I miss the pub. I miss the smell of the pub. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It has its smell. I don't know if it's the food, the beer, whatever. Yeah, especially I a love, pub with I carpets. Missed...
0: Where the, the... With the car. <laughs> the, the, the beer carpet. is in the carpets and it stinks.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I miss the atmosphere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I miss, like... Uh, Having a group of friends, like a big group of friends and going to the pub and having some beers, and like even in the day, um, on the weekend, maybe doing it. And uh, no, it's a great experience, the pub, the English pub, which you don't quite get. Some cities you get Irish pubs mm-hmm. uh, in Italy and in Germany. In the city that I live, there isn't really a good Irish pub. So I think that's why I miss it even more because the Irish pubs, you get the same kind of feeling.
0: Yeah, I think that's why Irish pubs are popular all over the world. They, you go for that mm-hmm. different kind of um, atmosphere. But in, yeah, where I am and where you are, I think the rest of Europe, it's more of a bar scene. Mm-hmm. And the thing, I, so I, I, you know, in England, I used to go to the bar, order my drink at the bar, pay at the bar, and then go back to my friends or I'd be next to someone at the bar. Or sometimes because you're buying your beer, at the bar you start you start just talking to someone that you didn't go to the pub with but the problem that i have with bars and it took a while for me to get used to this is that the waiter comes to your table asks you what you want you get your drinks and then all night you have to look around for the waiter i want another drink when is the waiter coming can i get his or her attention and then at the end of the night you and your friends have to work out who owes what on the bill Mm. and um yeah, I still, I still am not used to that. I still would prefer to go to uh, to an Irish pub or an English pub, but there's no English pubs. Actually, there is a. I think there's an English pub Bur- in Frankfurt called the Birmingham, but I've never been. Uh, it's on the other side of town.
1: Hmm. Mm. Where I am, there, there there's an Irish pub, but it's not really. It's a burger restaurant.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um but yeah there you get the odd english pub that was the good thing about living in spain actually there were a lot of irish pubs that were super popular in spain irish pubs english pubs every town every city had like some good ones
0: um is that because there are are a lot of english people in spain
1: maybe yeah that might be one of the reasons but they're just—they're really popular with Spanish people as well, especially mm. for going and watching sport, for going to watch football. Oh, ah, yeah, uh, they're really popular.
0: Yes. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? another thing I used to—I miss about pubs—is I used to like. I used to be in bands, and I also used to go to pubs to watch, you know, little indie bands—not—not not famous bands, just bands who you could tell were a really good bunch of friends and really enjoyed playing music together. And, you know, sometimes you go to the pub and you you didn't even know that a band was going to play, but they'll have a little band in the corner and just have a good time. Uh, Really um, casual and fun live music. Uh, Yeah, I Mm. used to find that all over the place in England, but not so much here.
1: I've also put that down. I also missed the music scene. So when I was younger, i wasn't in a band but um one of my my best friends works in music and we always used to go to like the little gigs um and yeah in the uk they've got a really good music scene also in bars and pubs you can find lots of live music you don't know who you're gonna see but it's always mm-hmm. really good so that's also something i got from, that i missed from the uk you can also find it in other countries as well, of course. Maybe I I miss it more because of COVID, so I haven't been able to do anything like yeah, that for a while.
0: Maybe there is I don't know. Well, there are definitely don't get me wrong, there are live music venues here in Germany as well. But it's more like that these pubs would not be specifically a live music venue, but maybe every Friday they have a mm-hmm. band playing in the corner, they move some tables away, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh what else, what else have you got? What else do you miss?
1: I miss, sometimes I miss easy communication. <laughs> what I mean is sometimes, like, I need to speak to somebody I don't know. And if I was speaking in English, I could explain it really quickly. But because I have to speak in Italian, like, it's going to take me longer. or I have to think of what I'm going to say before I go, and it's just quite annoying. Mm. Like, even though like i can speak italian like it's quite good but when i have to do something um like paperwork stuff if i have to do something with bureaucracy in italy it's always very complicated mm. uh it's a lot of effort
0: especially at the beginning when you get to a country it's the same here because you're not you're not used to it you know i don't know which office which bureau i need to go to to get my Anmeldung which is like my um official residence document Mm. Uh, but now whenever i need something like that i know where to go because i'm used to it uh but yeah yeah i miss that i miss it those things being easy that's true
1: i'm not used to it because it seems to be changing continuously i don't know if you with brexit like things have changed again and uh, today i had this I had to send three emails. I was sending the same email. They'd give me another email I should send it to. I send it to that email. They'd give me another email I to send it to. Eventually, I'll find out who I need to speak to.
0: Uh, I think they don't know the authorities. <laughs> it's, it's not fair, is it? All these European countries who've got to um, put all this extra paperwork, you know, you know, just create new processes because these Brits are leaving the EU, but there is the withdrawal agreement. So the ones who are here can stay here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I need to um I need to do some paperwork on that at some point. I've got until June, I think. Um but yeah, obviously I'm not used to doing that because I've never had to I've never <laughs> I'm used to being a EU citizen and not having to do any of this stuff.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm pretty much there, I think, but every time I think I've finished, there's something else I have to do. So we will mm-hmm. see. <laughs> But definitely, I'm not used to not being an EU citizen. This is a good one.
0: Yeah, we. I think we could have used used to and be used to doing for, I just talk about Brexit the whole time, <laughs> because all the things okay. we used to have before Brexit and all of the things we have to get used to and how long will it take for the country to get used to doing these things. Hmm. Exactly. Oh, I'd like to change the subject now. I hate talking about. Brexit, it's too depressing. Oh, let me have a nice... Ah, that's better. Okay, um, I miss... Okay, yeah, something related to that is about your um, being able to communicate easily and get things done, is I miss being in a situation where I can hear and understand easily everything that's happening around me because mm-hmm. you know I, I speak some german i speak some french but i'm not at the level where when people are having a conversation behind me i can half listen in and know what they're saying in a cafe or something and when i get back to england i'm at the airport and i always have this ah oh, i can understand what he's saying over there and, and, and <laughs> what they're talking about and over there and oh wow they they really like watching pop idol or whatever and i find it's like that really taken nice off
1: the like someone's taken off the ear and yeah. now you can hear clearly yeah
0: it's like your, your filters just gone and and your everything is coming in um yeah it's great and you, i don't like the first few times i went home i didn't realize how used to that i was and i suppose now i'm used to not understanding things around me and being in my own bubble or if i want to find out what somebody at the standing next to me at the train station is talking to uh, with somebody else I have to really concentrate and uh, it's it's a nice way of mm, is it nice uh, it's an interesting way of learning English um, learning whatever language you're trying to learn uh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, what else do you miss Sam?
1: Um, I miss talking about certain sports so like I'm interested in rugby and I'm interested in cricket but nobody here um, knows anything about Well, especially cricket. When I talk about cricket, people just look at me with a blank face. Rugby, where I am in Italy, some people know about rugby, but very few. And I miss being able to talk to people about it. Um, Whereas in the UK, there are always people to talk about sport.
0: Yeah, I think if you want to chat cricket, you've got to go to either Australia or India, uh, New Zealand, Pakistan.
1: Mm, Exactly. Next place, India.
0: Mm-hmm. about cricket
1: as much as i want
0: yeah they, they love it even more than the brits not... don't they it's i think f- cricket is their football it seems yeah, instead of everybody playing football at the park everyone's playing cricket
1: i think cricket is actually the second most watched sport just because like in india they're crazy about it and it's such a big country in mm-hmm. terms of population so yeah they are they are mad about cricket, mad for cricket.
0: Well, I'm sorry, Sam, I can't help you. I, I, I can't, I can't chat cricket or rugby. Don't follow oh, it. It's OK, I'm <laughs> used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, what? I, something I wasn't used to, I wasn't used to Leicester being a good football team because Leicester were really uh, not very good for a long time. And then suddenly in 2016, they won the Premier League and mm. suddenly uh, everyone knew about Leicester. Well speaking about football I think that was the sound of the final whistle so it's time to end Sam it's time to say goodbye thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me I really enjoyed the podcast it was also very interesting and we've made some great example sentences we used to. Yeah and we've learned a lot about each other. That is true.
0: And um, everyone definitely check out Sam's Pappy english podcast i know that all of you listening to this are podcast fans his podcast is really cool too and uh don't forget to uh follow him on instagram tiktok if that's your thing and youtube uh so yeah see you again sometime sam cheers
1: see you again thank you for having me bye bye
0: bye english with Rob.